Hey, hey, everybody. We are Five Hole Fantasy Hockey. I'm Zach Vogel. With me today is Mike Rogerson. What's up, Rog? Connects you up 4 nothing already. I'm good. Yeah, things to be happy about. JT Miller didn't get hurt yet, you know what I mean? Since you brought him up, he's got six points in five periods, I think. Does he have three points today or just two? I think just only two so far, and there's still some game. Left. He has two assists. There are two like primary assists, if I do recall. I traded him this year. As I said, we are Five Hole Fantasy Hockey. You can find us on the Twitter sphere at FHF Hockey. You can also join our Discord. It's just a fun place to, you know, hang out, talk about whatever. Raj, we got the week preview. I hope you guys had a, you know, a good last week where you got a win. I hope we helped you. I hope that we can help you again because, you know, I think we we got some good players to throw out there today. I think we're going to kind of focus on the beginning half of the week. But I got to go through the injuries. Richard, do I have a mark on my face? It really hurts. Right here. Not here or here so much, but right here. Nope. And you, what can I get? Jesus, what happened to your face? I knew it. See, Richard, I'll have chicken wings. Max Pacioretty has an undisclosed injury. He didn't play yesterday versus the Avalanche. The Vegas Golden Knights, they're they're kind of, they're sputtering. They're sputtering. They're one of those teams, at least in my eyes, you always think that they're, you know, they're going to bring it back, right? They have to. They they have all this firepower. It's almost like they, they have to come back, but... I keep on waiting for them to come back. And Raj, I keep on saying that they're going to come back and get these wins and whatnot, but it just doesn't happen. They've been mixing things up a lot, though. They've had some pretty important people come and go. And I mean, now they're they're working Eichel into the picture. It hasn't been easy for Vegas. I'm still fully expecting them to pull everything together. But you're right. Yeah, Vegas has been not... Bad, but definitely not good either. Well, number one, they have a ton of injuries, and that doesn't help. You know, it really doesn't help your continuity, especially with a new player like Jack Eichel coming onto the scene here. Trades don't happen super often, really blockbuster trades. They don't happen super often because of the continuity issue, and and I think that's a big part of it. Even they may be a fantastic player, but you can't just throw them on a new team and think that it's all just going to be, you know, biscuits and gravy. Yeah, it rarely, rarely works out. And if it does, it's, it's you know, Eichel's good enough. It's it's probably going to work out just fine, but it just takes a while. And that's that's why I'm always hesitant picking up guys, even as good as Eichel, in a big trade like that. Because more often than not, they start to gel towards the end of the season and maybe they start doing well in the NHL playoffs, but that does nothing for your fantasies. Like, I think um, Agreed. Vegas, ha- Vegas has a good 
schedule coming up this week. I think they have a good chance to to start pulling things together. That being said, though, with the whole Jack Eichel thing, I will say this. Next year, I am very interested in Jack Eichel because that's going to give him, you know, these couple of months of playing, hopefully getting into the playoffs, an entire offseason, figuring out how they play and how they do things. And I think that next year is going to be a big year for Eichel. I'm much more in on him next year than I am this year. Moving on, one of my guys, and you know I hate to see this, Ryan Nugent motherfucking Hopkins. He left the game yesterday, and he was in my lineup, obviously. He only played a little over three minutes. I think it was like 319 or something. Didn't come back for the rest of the game, and then didn't play today in a game where they got their asses handed to them by Carolina, and not really by, like, goals, but just gameplay. Number one, Dreisaitl had zero shots on goal. What? Dreisaitl had no shots on goal. Connor McDavid scored a goal 51 seconds into the game, but Warren Fogle, who we brought up recently, who would have had the assist on that play, was so incredibly offsides, like, I'm trying to think of so he was probably about, you know, a good he was a couple of feet over. He was like five feet over the line. And they ended up, you know, obviously calling it back. They didn't count the goal. They suffocated Connor McDavid. That's really what I saw out of that game today. They did not let him move. They did not let him breathe. They kept on hitting him. They kept on putting, you know, shoulders into him and, and bumping him off his spot, which is really how you have to play him. However, we're talking about RNH here. I don't, I don't want to see this be an extended thing. There was no new news on it and no real news on exactly what happened and why. But I'm hoping he comes back soon. Another one of my guys, Thomas Shabbat. So Thomas Shabbat out with an illness. Didn't play yesterday versus the Canadians. But you have to expect that he's going to be out not for very long. So I'm looking for him to come back. You know, I threw him in my IR spot real quick today just so I could, you know, pick up another player for free. Moving on. Uh, I'm going to bring this up just because this is a guy that we bring up often, and it's for the it's for the bangs. Um, Mario Ferraro is out with a lower body injury. He left the game yesterday against the Bruins and did not come back. That's not going to hurt too much because, really, I, I see him as like a fringe streamer at best, except for, you know, in a bangs league like a very bang-heavy league, uh, Mario Ferraro is definitely a guy that you would be looking at. But, you know, in, a, in your average points league, he's not into some pointy players. Matt Barzal, we, we just talked about him the other day, Raj, um, and he didn't play today against the Ducks. On, on a game that's going on right now that I am watching, that the Islanders are winning 2 to nothing. My boy Noah Dobson scored. At least I got that going for me. You know what? Actually, maybe we should have brought this guy up along with RNH because it's a fellow oiler. And that's Kaylor Yamamoto. He is out with an undisclosed injury, and he also did not play against Carolina. So, you know, they are banged up a little bit, but they had, you know, they had their big guns playing. They had their big guns playing, and they they just couldn't match up against the Canes. It was only a 2-1 loss for them. But right now, as we said, Warren Fogle made it onto that top line, which is still interesting. Don't get me wrong. That is still very interesting to me. And it makes Warren Fogle 
much more likely to get picked up. Colton Sevier, however, is lining that second line for Dreisaitl and Evander Kane. Uh, I don't hate Colton Sevier, but I do find it odd that, you know, with as well as Derek Ryan is playing, why the hell wouldn't you put him on that second line? He has four goals in the last two games. He has four goals this weekend. He had a hat trick yesterday. Derek Ryan had a freaking hat trick yesterday. And the only and the only goal scored for the Oilers today was scored by Derek Ryan. That's just a bet I'm not willing to make on any given day. And today I would have lost the farm. I don't think that's going to become a regular thing. Those are probably four of his six goals for the season. I don't know if that's a, you know, I don't know if that's a phrase that would hit home for everybody, but do you, have you even heard that phrase before, Raj? What's that? Are you like, you, you lose the farm? Oh yeah. Good. I, I thought, I thought maybe it would, you know, fall on deaf ears, if you will. And I'm bad at sign language. I know how to say thank you. You know how to say thank you? No. That's, that's you know. It looks like an Italian way to say you. It's actually very close to, you know, the Italian way to say fuck you with your hands. Yeah. To be completely honest with you. But that's a that's for another podcast. Yeah, sign language doesn't work too well in the medium of podcasting. It sounds like it would be part of a podcast for, you know, the worst, you know, the worst listened to podcast ever. Because the podcast for deaf people that that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't a good one for you. That didn't work for you, Raj. It didn't seem like you liked it. I thought I'd get at least like a fucking chuckle out of you or something. It's not that good. Definition of irony right there. Screw you, dude. Moving on. Oscar Sundquist. He's the last one here on my list. He is out with a lower body injury. He did not play today versus Chicago. You now have Barbashev back, which is fantastic. Carew is, you know, Jordan Carew is still playing fantastic. And Oscar Sundquist is the only player on their team that's out right now. So you have everybody else playing. They're going to be hard to deal with once they get to the to the playoffs. I'm telling you. And I'm not even like, I don't even particularly like the St. Louis Blues. I almost go as far as to say is I don't like them at all. Well, I don't know if I don't like them at all. I don't hate them. I don't like them, but they are good. They really are good. Playoff good as well. They're going to be a fucking problem this year. Yeah, they are. Yeah, it sucks. I like Robert Thomas. Shit, but they're going to be good. Robert Thomas it's good. That's it. That's all the injuries. Why are all of the injury ports my players? I feel like it's not fair. I don't like it. It's your karma. I should have good karma. You know, I'm nice to people. I hold the door open for, for old ladies and whatnot. One time about a week ago, I held the door open for a woman. She told me myself that she could hold the door open for herself. So I let it slam in her face. Maybe that's could that be karma? I feel like, if anything, she was the one that had the karma. But I digress. I don't think that I should have all this negative karma. Time to move on. I get sidetracked. I'm like a like a puppy. The puppy who lost his way. One fine morning, a puppy popped his puppy paws out of his puppy house. Happiest puppy in the whole world. Fact, like a puppy. I see a shiny I see a shiny new ball. And I just want to go over there. 
And I see a shiny new ball over there. I'm going to go that direction. That's just the story of my life. Okay. We got the week preview coming up. And Raj, why don't you start us off? Just just kind of explain the week to me. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty full scattered week actually. There's there's games most days, but not a lot of games. There's three off nights. Um, the usuals: Monday, Wednesday, Friday are all off nights this week. Pretty healthy Sunday, so it's not considered an off night. There's a few teams that that do have good schedules. Not a huge amount of standouts, but. I think my favorite schedule of the week overall is probably the LA Kings. A good combination of four four games. Perfect schedule. Technically three off nights, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but then they play Sunday, which is basically an off night. It's it's one game over not being an off night. So they essentially have a perfect schedule. Oh, it's a freaking off day. Their matchups are good as well, so they're they're playing against decent teams that they should be able to score against. They got Boston on Monday, Dallas Wednesday, uh, Columbus, who's actually quite hot on on Friday, and then Buffalo on Sunday. So so good schedule, great schedule, good matchups. Because they're not very good, they have some very very applicable players that you can get. I think. Um, one guy who gets no respect, no love in in fantasy land uh, is Adrian Kempe. That's a that's a T that's a TJ guy. I've been I've been on him since uh, since I don't know when. He's he's fantastic, but he's he's just kind of crept his way up and up and up. Um, right now, he's got eleven points in his last nine games. Uh, he's got eight goals, leading LA in goals by by a landslide. And same as power play. I mean, he's he's putting up all their goals on the power play over three shots a game, leading the team in power play points. Uh, he he's awesome. He's been farting around with the top line for the last couple of years there, but I think LA has got you know some young guys getting better. And they improved the team with Arvidsson and a couple uh, moves like that. So, yeah, he's, he's the real deal. And he's only 49% owned, so you can probably get him. I mean, realistically, he he's pro- could be a keeper for a while. You know what? You you quick mentioned a guy that, that I like. And, and this is actually somebody that I picked up myself. And I told you before, Raj, this is one of those times where, I mean, you always kind of hope that this thing is going to happen. But at the same time, you almost hope that it doesn't happen. I picked up Victor Arnvinson, and I can't drop him. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it because he has five goals and five assists in his last 10 games. He's a point-per-game player in the last 10 games, and he's shooting like it's like five shots on goal a game. Like, how can I drop this guy? I can't. So, like, you pick up a guy as a streamer, and then you lose a streamer spot. It's like the best, worst possible. He's been very good. He hasn't gotten... He's been bouncing between the first and second power plays is the only... Mm-hmm. The only thing for him, but he just... He shoots so much. He's almost worth it just for that alone. But yeah, he's a, he's a great pick as well. Also 49%. Both guys are left wing and right wing. I think either one of them are great picks. Just as a little bit... Just as like a little bit of idea on what exactly he's doing this year and 46 games played he has 296 shots attempted that's a fuck ton that's a lot 
we've said for for a year or so like LA's creeping their way into being a really cool team actually um in a year maybe two years there enough Arvidsson will still be around but LA as a as a whole is, is creeping their way into being a really fun offensive team actually I mean there's other people you could look at there but I don't really care and I'm sure somebody would say Philip Deneau or Trevor Moore but I just don't buy those guys as reliable streamers I liked Philip Dano more when he was on the Canadians. Uh, but yeah, for, for me here, I will say as much as I have hated Victor Arvids in the past, and it's not that I love him now, but I can't bring myself to drop the man. And uh, he's less than 50% owned, along with Adrian Kempe, who is also less than 50% owned. They're both 49%. Um, out of the two... I'm taking Art Vincent, though. What about you? Uh, well, I think I'm going Kempe just because of the power play time, but I don't think you can, I don't, like I said, I don't think you can go wrong with either of them. If you were chasing power play points, I would go with Kempe. If you're chasing shots in particular, I would go with Arvidsson. But I mean, they're both like whatever when it comes to peripherals. That doesn't really matter with them. So I'm always chasing shots. I, I want more shots. I don't care if I'm ahead on shots. I want more shots. Uh, but yeah, I think the rest of their team's kind of dog shit. But yeah, exciting for the future. Uh, another team I really like schedule-wise, and another team who's also kind of becoming a fun team is the Devils. They've got four games, two off nights, and they start the week. Something we like is they start the week with a back-to-back. I like um, Against Vancouver and Columbus, so... Those two teams have been scoring a lot lately, and then they have the Rangers and St. Louis, so they potentially do have a tough week. But the Devils, if you're looking for offense, they, they've got lots of options um, on top of that great schedule. So one guy I cannot believe is only 72% owned. I know that's a lot, but Jack Hughes. Fantastic. The last month and a half, two months, he has been, he's been a number one overall pick is what he's been. And, you know, pretty much what I've been saying about these number one overall picks is it just takes them a while. It takes about a year and a half to two years for these guys to show up now. And I mean, he was absolutely useless his rookie season in terms of fantasy, but now he's really growing into that guy. So he's not a big guy. He's an LFG. He is an LFG, man. He is a little fucking guy. And he needed to fill out like that first year, his rookie season, when he was out there, he was getting banged around. The whole thing was he was just getting pushed off the puck, like straight up. He'd be skating and he would just get pushed off the puck and he would get the puck stolen from him. That's how the entire year went for Jack Hughes that year. He had a year under his belt. He, you know, had some off-season work with strength and conditioning coaches and put on, like, 15 pounds of muscle. That fucking matters. That fucking matters a big time. Big time. Big time. Big time. Big time. Slip the base. Big time. So, instead of just being pushed off the puck, he was able to absorb blows in that next year, and now this is where he's coming from. You know what I mean? Now it's just it's a totally different game for him. You know, he can actually take more of a straight line sometimes, you know, more of an NHL game. And that's my biggest, you know, what I see with Jack Hughes. Yeah, he's definitely more of a, he's grown up a lot. I mean, this, he's about 18, 19, 20. He 
you grow a lot in that time. And plus, it's a huge difference to go as a number one overall offensive player into the NHL. It's like you're going from being the big dog to being, you know, the littlest guy, the little nobody. So that's a huge change. Like, whereas sometimes you get these middle tier guys, it's almost easier sometimes because they, they're used to playing a middle tier role. Whereas when you're expected to come in and be the number one franchise player and you're a little guy like that, he's like, what, 18, 19 or whatever he was like, it's very understandable. It's just people get excited and and think that's not the case, but he's 12 points in his last eight games. Uh, he's playing like 20 minutes a night, almost four shots. Uh, if you happen to have him available in your league, definitely grab him. Someone we mentioned the other day, uh, he's come up a couple times, is Damon Severson. 27% owned in Yahoo, so he's available in a lot of leagues. He's got uh, 11 points in his last 11 games. We had mentioned, you know, with with Dougie coming back, that might kill his opportunities. But so far, Dougie's been back for two games. I think we were looking, and Severson's doing even better. So he's doing just fine. And I'll I'll tell you what, I had picked up Severson, um, you know, while Dougie was out because I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on some of these points. That's perfectly fine. And, you know, when he gets bumped off that top power play and Dougie Hamilton is back, I won't have to worry about it and I can just drop him. It'll be okay. Yeah, I can't do that. It's This is another this is another uh, Victor Arvidsson mishap, but I can't drop Damon Saverson. He is playing fantastic. He, he, you know, in the two games that Hamilton's been back, his goal and two assists. Yeah, he's... I'm hanging on to him. I picked him up in one league uh, based on um, looking into him last week, and I'm, I'm I'm into it. I'm not dropping him. I mean, I expected to right away, uh, but yeah, I can, I can hang on to him. And D's always, D's always tough to come by, especially like he's got four power play points in the last 10 games too, so it's very rare you can pick up a D who's getting power play points off the wire. That's that's almost never. As of right now, he's just, you know, a very solid, rounded player. You know, he has 30 points in 50 games this year. He's shooting a little over two times a game, and he's getting you over a hit per game, over a block per game. Nothing crazy, but like you said, it's these power play points and points in general that you can just find on the just on the wire, just out there for free. David Severson is available in three quarters of leagues. He is worth having on your team. Now, this next guy, are people finally starting to believe? In fact, I, I'm gonna, you know, I will pay for Jesper Pratt to change his name because I think his middle name should be PPG because. He is Jesper point per game Brat. He is over a point per game. Jesper Brat has 48 points in 47 games. Who saw that coming? Who saw that shit coming? That's nuts. Definitely didn't see point per game coming. I thought he was going to be decent, but not uh, not this decent. Not point per game decent? That's way way better than decent on... uh, Kind of a shit team. He's he's excellent. Yeah, very available still. It is ownership is going up. People are catching on to Jesper Bratt. So might be your last last opportunity to pick him up. And I don't think he's a streamer personally. I think no, he's a hold. I've been saying this for months. 
that he's a hold. But yeah, at only 54%, he's available in half of leagues. I would say what he's done recently, but it's really his whole year. It really is. Nothing nothing is scaring me here personally. I think that they are a team that can surprise you. Yep, I like New Jersey. I like the new New Jersey. They're, they're fantastic. So do I. But yeah, uh, uh, yes, for Brad, he, he's good. Did you know that on the year, on the year, this isn't just you know in the past 10 games, the last 15 games, the last five, on the year, four shots a game, four shots on goal a game. It's fucking nuts. It's fucking nuts. As I said before, the whole thing with Jesper Bratt and what I implore all of you to do is you know, just watch one of these games and you'll see what I'm talking about. You will see not only, yeah, of course you expect Jack Hughes, which was, you know, your number one pick uh, a couple of years back. You expect him to be a huge part of your offense, but that's not really what you expect from Jesper Bratt. And he is, he is the stir that stirs, you know, or he is the straw that stirs the drink. Jack Hughes is just, he's the liquor. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Another team that I like, uh, great schedule, great team, but no options really, is Tampa Bay. They've got, it's it's always a good schedule if you're Tampa Bay. They're better than all other teams really uh, most of the time. But they got four games, one off night, back-to-back in the middle of the week on Thursday, Friday. But they do have the nice matchups. They play Ottawa. Uh, who's still, you know, without Batherson and some guys. So Ottawa is always a fun one for for Tampa to play. Pittsburgh, who although Pittsburgh has been scoring a lot, they've they can get blown up. And then Detroit and Chicago, so games where they there's going to be opportunity to get points. And one guy who's been getting some points lately is everybody's favorite. If if it's not Brad Marchand, it's Corey Perry the dirtiest son of a bitch uh but he's been putting up points he doesn't get a lot of minutes in tampa but they they truck him out there in opportunities to score so he's got seven points in his last seven games shooting a couple times a game uh he hits Uh, if you're in a penalty minutes league there's always a chance you might get a misconduct uh i actually I'd, i'd go for Corey perry for a stream um, especially for the start of the week and that back to back, and then maybe drop them for for the weekend kind of thing. But I also like Alex Kalorn a lot. I like Alex Kalorn a lot. Obviously, you, you all know that I like Anthony Sorelli, but Alex Kalorn is playing on the left side of Anthony Sorelli right now, and that second line is not a too shabby. Um, Steven Stamkos is playing very well right now, who is the third piece to that second line. And Alex Kalorn is only 68% owned. Now, I know this is another one of those players. Yes, I understand it's high, but it's worth a go check. Like, he is very sneakily having a fantastic year. He is only six points away from being, you know, six points under being a point per game. He's 45 points in 51 games. He's playing incredibly well. Uh, The shooting percentage is definitely a little high, but that's exactly why I want him on my team right now. He is, at least in my eyes, like when I'm looking through and I'm like, okay, well, who do I want to drop? I get to Alex Lorne. And I think to myself, this, this is not a droppable player. He's legit. And, you know, 
Tampa, I have I don't have it in front of me, but I bet if you looked at Tampa's top two lines and looked at all their shooting percentages, they're probably all high. That is that's kind of the it was the downfall of Tampa and Toronto actually for that matter. They play that style of game where they pass it around till they have the perfect shot. They're not the type of team who just wails shots at net all night. I know, but it, it does lead to guys like Stamkos and Kucherov and Point and even a Corey Perry having like pretty high shooting percentages because they just they don't waste shots they're very um selective in the shots they take so Raj I can't tell you how many times I've been watching a Toronto Maple Leafs game and they're on the power play and they just pass it and pass it and pass it and somehow they can't hear me screaming at them from here in Raleigh North Carolina I don't know how they can't scream, hear me screaming at them because I'm screaming pretty loud. It's weird, hey? When I'm like, shoot the puck. Just shoot it. They're like, hey. Turned out they didn't even take a single shot on net for this power play. Fantastic. I've seen it a million times. I hate it. 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 Yeah, that's definitely a style that those uh, overly talented teams get caught into sometimes. I mean, other than those guys, there just isn't too much to do in Tampa because they're, they're just everybody knows they score like crazy. You're right. There's not a lot to do in Tampa. You should go to St. Petersburg. St. Petersburg is beautiful. Tampa kind of sucks. <laughs> I will go to Minnesota, though. The Wild have a, a pretty great schedule uh, for another four games, one off night. Back-to-back in the middle, Thursday, Friday. Calgary was the hottest team in the league until they just shit themselves against the Canucks the other day. But I'm sure they'll be a tough game. But then they've got Philly, Buffalo, and Dallas. Um, so, they, again, Wild, they definitely have some opportunities to score. And a couple of guys who are really fun to pick up. Uh, Matt Boldy is still doing pretty well. He had that incredible start to your darn tootin he did to this run he's been on but he's he's been keeping it up eh? he's been uh point per game for a while uh, 11 points in the last 11 games five on the power play so he is getting power play time and definitely coming through with it like he's him kaprasov zuccarello are just gelling like nobody's business i'm in he's only uh 33 owned still but um, he's leapt right into to being one of their main forwards. So I'm definitely, definitely in on that. Shooting more than Kevin Fiala. Although Fiala hasn't been in tune too bad as well. Uh, Minnesota as a whole has been a great team. But I'm really in on, uh, on Matt Boldy. Uh, left wing, right wing. Oh, you know what, Raj? I think that uh, maybe my curse has been lifted. Lexi Lafreniere scores a goal. It's exciting. It's exciting. Good for me. I feel like that's lifted the curse. I feel like that's lifted the curse. Maybe if that's my thought is if, you know, if I say it out loud and I project it out into the world, it will come true. Uh, dude, I, I, I do like the Minnesota Wild schedule. Man, that back to back in the middle of the week sure is sexy against the piece of shit Flyers who I love, but they still suck. And Buffalo, man, that's how you win two games real fucking quick. Yeah, and yeah, games you can get points and not no travel. It, that's a good situation for them. You know, one guy he is a center, but Freddie Goudreau has been getting a lot of points there, um, seeing quite a bit of ice time of late. Ten points in twelve games, five goals. 
so I don't know how much I'd buy that as a long-term option, but he is in that top six, and he has been. Um, everybody in the top six is getting points in Minnesota right now. And Freddie Goudreau is playing well right now, but, man, I, I it might, it's a little hard for me to back you on this one, buddy. Freddie Goudreau, you are going fucking, you're like, you're going me style. Like, you're you're going deep in there. Uh, I'm just saying he's there. I don't think I'm personally. I'm not personally probably going to. It's a center situation too, so center only. No power play time for him. So I don't. You know he's available yeah, if you giving, need a center. Keep giving me more reasons to pick him up, Raj. No, uh, I, I, I'm just fucking with you, man. That I, I, I'm just saying I'm not totally interested in Freddie Goudreau. I love though. I love the Matt Boldy thing. Like I said before, I love their pipeline. They have the best pipeline in hockey. Flat out, not even close. At least in my yeah, Ryan Hartman's fallen off the face of the earth, as was expected. Shut up. Shut it. Shut your fucking whore mouth. He's had games with no shots even. Um, so he's unfortunately, he's he's gone away for a while. He, uh, I know. I'm going to have to drop him. <laughs> I'm going to have to drop him. I, he was... Yeah, I've dropped him and I've dropped him all over the place, which was which was sad. Um, he is the type of guy to keep keep an eye on, though, because the team is so good. Um, it wouldn't be out of the question for him to come back to what he was doing earlier in the year when he was shooting all the time. Uh, that's that's my story on Minnesota, anyways. One other team I really like. I like their schedule. They only have three games, but it's the Leafs. Just good, good matchups, and the Leafs have players you can get, and they score all the time. So they have the three, three games, but they have the two off nights, which is a nice thing, uh, and two off nights to start the week, which is a nice thing. So they play Monday uh, against Washington. Washington's a reasonable team, but they can get lit up for some goals. Uh, and then they have Buffalo on Wednesday. So even if it's only for the start of the week, that's a really good good start to the week. And then they play the Canucks on the Saturday. So you might want to pick up. Michael Bunting is still 35% owned. Are you coming around, man? Oh, I came around on him months ago. I uh, I talked shit about him. I said he was going to cool off. He had another five. He had a five-point game. <laughs> five points. He's game. got uh, 16 points in his last 13 games. He's he's playing it's with crazy. Matthews and Marner, and he's playing with uh, on the best line in hockey. And It's awesome. It's awesome. So good. He hits quite a bit, actually. Yeah, he is one guy I definitely, like, I didn't expect it to continue way back in earlier in the year, and uh, it just has. It definitely has it's gotten better so if you can get him which he's still very available pick him up this is i will say this is the first year in a long time where like i'm really interested in the calder race like i am really interested it is gonna be it's like I, it's gonna be a fucking nail biter as much as i love trevor zegris and the goal he had with with sunny milano and everything like that i hope that it's not just the Associated Press saying, oh, well, this is a guy who I figured it was going to be, so we're just going to give it to him. Instead of at least digging into the stats, watching the games, and and see Michael Bunting play and, and what he's doing. The only thing I could possibly see 
is the fact the call to voters saying, you know, he's doing really good. He's doing fantastic, actually. And he might be even deserving of this, but he's playing with Matthews and Martin. I hope that doesn't, you know, bring him down a touch. All in all, I think the most amazing rookie season right now is is Mo Sider still, though. He's he's right up there with those guys. He's only a point or two behind those guys, and he's a defenseman in Detroit. Defenseman. In Detroit. <laughs> yeah. So there it's a it's gonna be a great race. I mean, between him, Raymond, Bunting, Zegris, there's they some... only score they only score one or two goals a game. And most siders on both those points. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's going to be a really great, uh, a really g- great rookie race this year. And there's more. There's even there's other guys having great seasons that aren't even getting any chat yet. So, it's going to be a great race. Um, another option, just since Toronto has that early week off nights, if you need somebody, Camp and Kerfoot on Toronto. Definitely not long-term hold type of prospects, but uh, could be good for the Monday, Wednesday off nights. They've been actually both putting up quite a bit of points. There's a few teams, like it's Toronto, Vancouver, and a couple other teams have just been scoring like mad for like three games in a row. I don't know what's going on. Um, But Camp has 10 points in his last 13. I don't know what's up, but he's clicking right now. Uh, Kerfoot as well, 10 points in in the... same tw- last 12 games so i don't mind those two guys as really 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 low owned options you can definitely pick up for a couple of quick possible points uh, early in the early in the week one team that i haven't heard you bring up yet that i i do definitely like especially for the beginning of the week is boston bruins yeah uh the bruins have to start out number one they have a back-to-back on monday tuesday Los Angeles, Anaheim. I like Wednesday off. Then they play again Thursday against Vegas. Now, they do have a lot of games that are on heavy nights, but I will always say it, and I I don't care. You might might get tired of me hearing it, or you might get tired of me saying it. Three games in four days, I am always down, which is, you know, I'm always looking for this. So Boston has three games in four days. Carolina in the middle of the week has three games in four days against uh, Detroit, Washington, and Pittsburgh. If you can find these three days, or you, we talked about Minnesota, they have three games in four days. It is just too much to pass up for me. Boston doesn't exactly have the kind of you know players out there that are super pickupable. No, um, Eric Halla does have two points in the last two games, and that's because he's been playing on the second line, centering for Taylor Hall and David Pasternak. Now, you don't expect him to ever get any goals on that line. I sure as shit wouldn't. He's got one shot across both games. Because he's not out there to score points. He's just not. What he is out there to do, however, is get, get on some assists. That's fine. I'll take your assists. I still like points. But he's also going to be out there hitting people. He's going to be pissing people off. He does his job. I don't even really like Eric Halla as a player, but man, he does his fucking job. I can't say that he doesn't. And if he's on that second line with Hall and Pasternak, I kind of like that. It's an option. Yeah, I don't like it either, but it is an option, that's for sure. I will say, I feel like it's open season on on Jeremy Swayman. He, he's only 65% owned, and for being a goalie, uh, screw you, Linus Allmark. You know what I mean? I, I don't care. Um, whatever goal like games Swayman gets this week, 
I'm taking him. I'm picking him up. I'm picking him up. You know he's going to get one of those back-to-backs. You know Linus Allmark is going to get one of those back-to-backs against two shit-ass teams like the the Flyers and the uh, the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, I'm down to you know drop one and pick up the other just for the next damn game. I will do that this week all day long. Give me those Bruins goalies. I like it. I'm in on Swayman any day of the week. I just Boston... Oh, I hate Boston. I don't like Boston. I hate Boston. They've been such a uh, a crumbly team this year. I've been saying it for... Oh, we're talking about the team. I'm just saying I hate Boston. Yes. <laughs> you know what I like? The one thing I like about Boston is Boston comedians, but that's about it. In terms of hockey, I fucking hate that place. Yeah, Boston's falling apart, has been all, all year. They've been showing signs of it for a couple years, so I'm not... Um, thrilled with them as a team like one of their top players lately has been jake debrusque okay so so that's so that's where you're going with this i understand where you're where you're coming from here jake debrusque is i hate them calm down Raj. it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay man fuck them dude it's been a 12 years and it's still not okay game seven still still lingers i don't blame you I don't. I don't blame you. Raj, do you have any other teams that, that you really like? I will say, I think we co- you cover the ones that I like. Do you have anybody else to bring up? I No, man. Uh, I think that's that's a good start for the week. We'll be back in a couple of days, start looking at uh, the second half of the week. Fuck yeah. But um, take advantage of those early week matchups and the one nice thing though that i've noticed is i don't think we did any COVID updates on this episode we did not because there was no COVID updates there was only real injuries yeah things are a little bit more predictable which means i'm still a little uh shy after the way this year's gone but it seems like you can actually start thinking about like week-long plans and like maybe count on Thursday and Friday from a Monday, not have to be, you know, checking the injury COVID report every 45 minutes. I'm not so. going to lie. I'm, I'm still kind of, I've still been kind of waiting. I'm still shy as shit. <laughs> still suggest it, making sure you save a pickup or two before the weekend. I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, go all in on Mondays like I've been known to do. Maximize your games played on paper and then, you know, three of your pickups don't even end up making it in the lineup that week. I think still be a little leery of that, but it was definitely nice to not have to report on any major players being out with COVID for the last couple episodes. So good times, good times. And if anybody in uh, five hole land has Canucks Leafs tickets, send them my way. What you want people to just send them to you? Just get them for free? Yes. I know what you're doing here. You're projecting it out into the world so that it becomes real. The secret. (laughs) There you go. I liked this episode. I love the week previews. I like the week preview episodes. Yes. Okay, boys. I appreciate it. Well, boys, ladies, guys, whatever. Everybody. I want you to know we miss you. You can find us at FHF Hockey. Join the Discord. Come find us wherever we're at. We're on every pot, you know, every, you know, possible podcast form there is. Um, so join us, rate us, do all that jazz. 
Okay, guys, I appreciate you being around with us today. Raj, I appreciate you sitting in with me today. I always have fun. Raj, I love you. TJ, I miss you. Everybody, love yous. Love you.